Hello and welcome back to the better part of the internet. I'm Cohen Giesbrecht and I'm here with my co-host Charlie Reed, coming back yet again for another episode of the Cohen and Charlie podcast. Let's go. Yo, I am so excited <laughs> for this podcast today. It's this. It's this episode. This episode is so good. Like what we have planned for you guys today is. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, I'm not going to say any spoilers, but let's get into it. So today is a very special day. Yeah. We have our first guest on the show. And not only that, but he is kind of a living legend. You know? Like, I'm, honestly... He is. I mean, it's true. If you've never heard of this name, like, honestly, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta know. Get yourself out of the hole in the ground... Yeah. You know, or like anywhere beneath that. Because honestly, uh, our guest today is Lucas Wentworth. Let's go. Let's go. This is another moment we'll, where I'll um, edit in some applause. Um, <laughs> but unfortunately, I don't have a soundboard with me right now. So this is all you're getting right now. I'm honestly so thrilled to be on the podcast. So good to have you. And we're you. thrilled Incredible. to have you too. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Third episode, you know, third time's the charm. That's what... That's that's what that's what they that's what that's what they say, yeah. right? We started. <laughs> I still haven't listened entirely to the first one. I'm guilty as charged. Um, it's okay. I will we, do that after. There's still time. After, yeah. There's still time. It's okay. I mean, yeah. If anything, you should probably only listen to episode two because episode one notoriously is very dark. Yeah. Like we get into some pretty serious topics in there. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, only because right, it was well, for a socials project, right? <laughs> Only because it was for a socials project. It's not like we actually got into the topic at all. You know, of course, no. But anyways, um, should we get started? Should we just start Should we just start asking around? Sure, why not? So this is a conversation with uh, the one and only Lucas Wentworth. Uh, we have a few questions for you, if that is a-okay with y'all. Ask away. Um, yeah, so first thing, this is less of a question and more of an inquiry for a conversation. Uh, what are your thoughts on music memes? Because oh my gosh, I mean lately we've had the baby and Lil Nas X, um, and we have um, some older memes of like Death Grips fans and stuff like that. Like generally, what like what are your thoughts? What are some 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 memes that make you go ha ha? You know, like what's what's generally going on in the music meme field for you? I mean, I really enjoy music memes where. Uh, you really need to understand music theory to get them. Like, I think one we can all get behind is the lick, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, that's a classic, right? Yeah, it's a band. That one gives me. It's a band kid thing, right? It's not only. Yeah, it's not only a band kid thing, but it's a jazz band kid thing. If you were to go up to a concert oh, sure. band person, and the chances of them knowing what the lick is is fairly slim but i mean a, a few of them slim. will know and mm -hmm. those are the the diamond dozen that we really wish joined jazz band yeah. back in like grade yeah, eight yeah but they still stayed because they're just kind of dumb uh, i mean <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i'd go that yeah. far well not not that far i mean there's that's a stereotype at this point but like come on you could have there's an opportunity there you know yeah but anyways 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 Music memes, the lick. Is there anything else that comes to mind generally? <laughs> um, the Travis Scott memes oh, are great where he falls off the stage <laughs> with the auto tune yeah. on. 
me and Lucas, like, not only is this a meme between me and Lucas, it's also a huge inside joke. Like, we just casually go EA. Oh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of inside jokes, Emily Montez as well. <laughs> that name is oh my infamous y- among yo. our, our <laughs> Emily Montez? Circle. It's become a thing that she always... Like, it's this... If you don't know, Emily Montez is this, like... Six, eight-year-old. Do you know how old she is? I mean, she's like five. Yeah, this like five-year-old. Um, no, Cohen, I, I don't know how you don't know this. It's literally the title track on her album. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. It's the first track. I'm not even. I, I'm not even a true fan. What am I doing? <laughs> she's not even but, a true fan. But like, yeah. So Emily Montez, this five-year-old, uh, rapper, um, mm-hmm. has come out with I think three different albums at this point, and. With almost every song, I say almost because sometimes she continues past the one minute mark. She always yeah. raps and then ends the song right as the beat drops. And I have only it's heard Emily hilarious. Montez do it. It's it is so funny. To, to the listeners of this podcast, go listen to Emily Montez. She will change your life. <laughs> Just trust me on that. I can't believe like someone as young as five years old is rapping, has multiple albums out, and probably hundreds of thousands of views because of her age. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Lucas, on that topic, how did you even discover Emily Montez? Because I had heard of her from you. I was um, I was in the bathroom. I was sitting on the toilet as one does, scrolling through Instagram. <laughs> and um, <laughs> fair enough. A bit TMI, but fair enough. Um, and I just, dis- I came across this Twitter post that was ripped off of Twitter and put on an Instagram and, uh, the caption was no, because like WTF is this. And it was like the first six tracks of the Emily Rose album from Emily. Oh, Montes. of course. Yeah. And I was like bawling, laughing. It was hilarious. And I, I got out of the, the bathroom or whatever. And I showed Holly and she was laughing too. And uh, we did a reaction video and we got it taken down. So ever since then, I can't really spread Emily Montez's uh, enlightenment through YouTube. I've had to do it with uh, through word of mouth. <laughs> so I have found a loophole. You know, she's um, not only is she, you know, always wanting to go outside. She's always also always wanting to go outside of our expectations and that's exactly that's what she true. does <laughs> she's wanting to think outside the box on some of her tracks yeah exactly yeah. i mean she she is truly a gem yeah like i mean she's it's hard to think at this point like if she'll actually um go past this phase of five-year-old somewhat stardom on youtube Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. because like just the topic alone has uh, one thousand one hundred subscribers. Can't believe so. That. Like, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's it's insane. Like, what was I doing at five years old? Definitely not auto tuning my voice right before the beat <laughs> drop. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And also recording without headphones on. How do you, oh, for sure. how do, you do that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> she's a one take wonder for sure. When I'm when I'm working on songs, I have to have headphones in so I can like or headphones on so I can like listen to myself while I'm playing. And well, the thing like, is, no is delay. that. When you have your headphones off, you, your mic picks up the the sound from the speakers as yeah. well. So it's it sucks. Yeah. Well, I mean that's the that's the thing about headphones in general. You kind of, I mean, they're like I'd say they're close to like one of the first things you'll ever. I mean, why? Who doesn't have headphones at this point? But it's one of them. Who doesn't like, have headphones or earbuds biggest, even? Yeah, necessities like or 
you know, if you can get them in your monitors are fantastic because they're yeah. noise isolating <laughs> as well as they're I got some in your monitors lightweight. myself, actually. I got some, Ooh. I got a steal off Ooh. of them because Fender discontinued the product. The Fender ones. We, um, yeah. I don't know if you know uh, this about us, um, but we all contributed to a song um, uh, during the uh, 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 song competition at our school. And uh, those those in ear monitors were very prevalent. They were they were they were so good. If I I didn't have these uh, purple headphones before, so the in ear monitors were the best uh, recording, best headphones, and they were amazing. I mean, I, I I I can't remember. Did you guys record that separately? Yeah. Or did you guys do it all at the same time in the same place? Uh, Lucas, I do believe you recorded your piano part outside of when we recorded it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, other than that, we recorded all vocals at the school and all that. And it was, it was, you know, it was a fantastic experience. And then that led us it to... It had a good payoff as yeah. well. Like, oh, for sure. The person we wrote it for, and, like, really loved the song. JB was super happy. Yeah. And... yeah. If you don't know, uh, JB is um, one of our, <laughs> all of our good friends. And we plan to have him on this podcast. I'm, I feel like I should elaborate oh, yeah, everything because there's some yeah. people that might not know. I love this. I don't know if you guys know what JB is. Yeah, JB is a living is a living inanimate object. Yeah, but animate and not an object because he's a person. You know, yeah. I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know if you know what JB. <laughs> I don't know. JB's I don't know crazy, if you know what bro. JB is. JB, mm-hmm. you know, as as an yeah. object is this god mm-hmm. that lives in. It's kind of like um, how they explain the Force in that really yeah. bad Star Wars movie, like one of the prequels, like the the Midichlorians or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. like <laughs> it surrounds us. Like <laughs> I feel like people should. Yeah, I feel like people shouldn't be asking what is JB, but who is JB? That's the main <laughs> JB question. Is, JB is like a force. He he is he is literally. Like the one of the most powerful music beings, no, one of the best, one of the one of the most powerful guitar players in the known universe. Yeah, dude. When I when I came to um to the high school, I met JB on on my first day there because I was sick the few days before I had a cold. Oh, okay. it wasn't COVID? It was a cold. Yeah, and um. Uh, I met him, him uh, Hamish and Noah introduced me to him, uh, two good buddies of ours, um, and I was, like, intimidated by him, because he's just so chill with everybody, Yeah, yeah. He's got, like, and I honestly, thought he was yeah, going he's got, to like, absolutely no, kick my butt. He's got no grudges against, like, anyone. No, he's not at all. He's just super no, humble not and at all. really nice guy. And, like, down to earth Yo, and stuff. Yo, shout out JB. I thought he was going to... <laughs> Like, because of his, like, mannerism, I thought he was going to kick my butt at every instrument that he said he played. <laughs> oh, for sure. And I was, like, I was afraid of him for a little bit until I, yeah. I played with him. And then I was, like, oh, yeah. he's, like, he's pretty I had, good. He's, like, I went in, Yeah, I had went until November without even meeting him. And, like, everybody had talked so highly of him. And I was, like, there's no way this guy can be, like, actually amazing. And it turns out he is. Like, he is yeah. exactly what you think he is. Yeah. And exactly what everybody says he is. Like, I don't know a single he person that actually hates JB. One of the best guitarists for his age that I've ever yeah. met. He's for sure. crazy. Like, I met yeah. JB because we went to the same middle school. I met him in... I was in grade 9 and he was in grade 8. And we needed an, a guitar mm-hmm. player for 
combo, which is like, for those who don't know what combo is, it's like uh, a group of people. It's, it's a, a small, small jazz, jazz band, band, basically. Easiest way yeah. to describe it. And we're like, hey, you want to come play guitar for us? And he's like, yeah. So we end up like, he ends up just like jamming with us the whole time. And I'm, I get to play something other than piano, which is nice. You probably have that feeling sometimes, Lucas, where you feel like like piano oh, sometimes yeah. just not it and you want to try something else, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, I was feeling like that. Lucas, so. <laughs> going back to you, you are a pretty good saxophone player as well. I wouldn't say I'm that good. I'd say I'm like baby saxophone. is. Well, I mean, like, I guess from my standards, it is a little bit weird because my perspective is literally I hit things and people say it sounds good. But, but it does. <laughs> you know, from what I can tell, from what I've heard in my experience, so to speak, of in being in jazz band for, you know, nearly as many years as um, you good old boys have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, like, I know what a good saxophone player sounds like, and it's certainly, you're certainly, you know, comprised of many talents and being a good saxophone player is, is part of oh, your... Oh, thank you. Part of your, your skill set. Um, I honestly haven't played the sax in, like, a year. <laughs> Yo, exposed. We don't have it anymore. We, <laughs> Straight up exposed. Really? Of- you don't even have your sax anymore? I mean, y'all can't see this because this is an audio podcast, but my um, saxophone is literally in the background. I have a tenor sax, but I would normally have two saxophones in the background plus, like, guitars on the wall and everything, but I have my tenor in the back, which I play, like, most of the time, and then my alto is at school right so yeah yeah i i um i need to learn more instruments both of you are multi-instrumentalists i mean i guess i could say i am but i can play the the drums and the recorder if you, you that rap. counts you I use mean, your I could, voice well i'm not i wouldn't say i'm a rapper let's, let's yet let's expose cohen real quick he raps i don't he makes his original raps and he hasn't really released much yet but Yo, shout out to don't, I haven't released anything, like dude. That, I haven't released anything. All of my songs are in my Apple Files vault of nothingness. Like, I don't even know how much will come out. I mean, I know... Um, don't worry, like, we're going to make I'm in sure. the same boat of, as you. I have, <laughs> Some of those projects see the light Yeah, I'm in the same boat yeah. as you, Cohen. Like, I have so many songs, like, ready to go, but I just don't feel, like, yeah. confident enough to release them yet because, you know, I'm just, like, that, that kind of person that's just, like, please, no. Yeah. I mean, insecurities yeah. get in the way of a lot of things, but a lot of the time you think, like... Yeah, I mean, generally yeah. what keeps me from putting something out... I mean, because we all have the ability to put something out. I mean, me and Charlie, like we were just talking about, we just got approved on the Apple podcast. I mean, that Woo! like, that was easy. We literally started this podcast yesterday since we're recording mm-hmm. this Add in applause. In um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and... Yeah. Uh, like we were talking about maybe putting some stuff out on Apple Music at some point, and I know me and Lucas, um, obviously Lucas knows, we're, we're working on a couple projects at, at the moment, and mm-hmm. like, we have the ability to, but it's always like, is this the best thing I can make? Right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. like, if I'm putting out something that I don't even think is good, and I'm a I'm a 15-year-old in high school, like, what what is what is everybody else's standards? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, obviously, obviously when you go into the public, like, with music or, like, with our podcast even, that's a good example, you're going to get some 
criticism. Some of it's going to be good and some of it's going to be bad. Like, you just have to understand that your taste is not for everyone, right? Like, this is mm-hmm. this yeah, is yeah. mainly a music-based podcast, although for the first episode, which was super deep, I just... If you aren't comfortable with listening about the subject, then just skip through it and skip over it go go yeah. to the second episode like we don't judge if you if you're gonna like go to the next episode because you don't feel comfortable like I, yeah like, it doesn't matter i personally mm-hmm. yeah when i listen to podcasts i don't think i've ever listened to the first episode of any podcast for that matter i think i just jumped on in yeah and every yeah. time it's whatever it is so i think at this point charlie we're going to continuously have an inside joke, speaking of inside jokes, that we just continuously refer to the first episode yeah. <laughs> and how deep it was. And then that way we can get more people to check it out. Yeah. I mean, it's a win-win. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah. Um, going back to Lucas, I wouldn't usually do the whole anyway, anyways thing, but this is your time, Lucas, and we're here to talk about you. Um, so more specifically... Um, Charlie, I believe you have a question for us. Yeah, so my question for you... Well, my first question, because I, I have a few. Okay, so... This is kind of a tough one, because it's combining, like, all of your music knowledge from the past five years, right? So, what is your favorite album from the last five years? Like, that you've oh, enjoyed boy. listening um, to? It could be from, like, the 19... 19- like 1980 or something like that it could be earlier than that it could be any time right so from the last five years um oh some really good stuff was put out in 2020 oh yeah um during during quarantine um the the Janae Aiko record Chilombo was amazing that was phenomenal Chilombo Chilombo (laughs) um it was the production on that was insane and i aspire to to make something like that yeah um what else the thundercat album that he released oh, last yes. year it is what it is yeah yeah um i we was also um, just i was um, listening to that cool today yeah. actually oh nice that production is crazy um yeah Igor by Tyler the Creator. That one's a yeah. That album is like I'm sure Colin... a lot of that. Al- a lot of the songs in that album are like super, super like well made, and I really like listening to. Um, I don't know. This is very mainstream, but um, yeah, yeah, like Earthquake and stuff like that, and Tyler the Creator. Mm-hmm. That's like his main song, right? That's what. Yeah, I feel like that's yeah. his most. I'm popular more of a one. new Magic Wand kind of guy, but yeah, you know, yeah, fair enough. Well, it's like, like yeah, honestly. I'm going to be completely honest. I find I'm like, I'm more surprised that Lucas is more of a new magic wand type of person. If we're like Mm -hmm. qualifying people by the songs on Igor, because like it's dark, it's gritty. It's the, it's closer to the climax of the album and it's rapping about how he's going to kill, you know, how he's going to kill somebody, right? How he's going to kill somebody to get with the guy, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, it's, I mean, the album is fantastic. I've heard, I honestly get kind of mad when I hear somebody say Igor was mixed poorly because it's not. Yeah. No, it adds because to the Because it's the sound of the album, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's like supposed to be musky and like dark. Yeah, totally. And like, yeah. I mean, is damp a good word to use? Damp is a good word, I'd say. Maybe muddy. Muddy's good. Muddy, muddy's yeah. Good. Muddy's, yeah. yeah. It's got that grit in it, right? There's, so. 
Yeah, exactly. Gritty mm-hmm. is probably the, the best yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's honestly, I mean, probably one of my favorite albums ever. Is that mm-hmm. too bold to say? Because it has uh, a perfect linear storyline and it, yeah. it, it goes, you know, I mean, Igor's theme, that doesn't even, I mean, it's really just an intru- introductory into the album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the way that the story flows, you know, and I don't know, maybe I'm just standing Tyler, the creator at this point. But yeah, like, I, I, can comparatively yeah. to his other projects, it's uh, Igor... definitely the peak. I think. Yeah, it's for uh, sure it's up yes, there. For sure. Mm-hmm. I I was talking with Eli, and uh, we would argue about whether Flower Boy or Igor was better. And yeah, yeah. I personally uh, side another... with Igor. Igor, yeah. Yeah. I haven't listened to Flower Boy yet, so mm. I can't really participate. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's completely another fair, yeah. album that I really enjoyed. Uh, the Kids See Ghost self-titled album. Thank I you. I love yeah, that I record. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. You, I feel it's like... not just because Melon gave it a 10. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. I, mm-hmm. like, I really it's... enjoyed. Yeah. I, like, uh... Fourth Dimension and Kids See Ghost are the two my two favorite songs off of that record. Cool. Mm-hmm. Mainly because of, of the production and the way Kanye can just flow like that is incredible. What else? Uh, voice notes by Charlie Puth that came oh, out yeah. in my grade yeah, seven. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I was. Um, I remember some kids were like picking on me, maybe a little bit for for enjoying that kind of music. Yeah. yeah. Um, which was, it was a bit demoralizing at first, but then I was like, you know what? These kids are not cool. I'm gonna listen to this yeah. because it inspires me. Yeah. yeah. So, sure. I waited until it was like three days after my birthday when it came out, so it was like a late birthday present. Um, but it was a great album. Mm-hmm. I mean, if one I can more? intervene right there, I yeah, think go ahead. One of the reasons that people like make fun of Charlie Puth is because, or at least people who listen to him, is because he's so mainstream and everybody wants to listen to something that's remotely underground. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. people want to listen to something to make them sound smart. And since Charlie Puth is so popular... I mean, I remember uh, yesterday, uh, Charlie, we were talking about... Um, like, when we recorded episode two, we were talking about how um, just because an artist is popular doesn't mean this artist is actually, like, good. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this case, I think it's very evident. He is a very talented person, and Voice Notes in particular is, is a pretty fantastic collection Voice of... Voice Notes and uh, in- Mm-hmm. Of uh, pro- of uh, songs, yeah. The song on that record, "If You Leave Me Now," was um, with Boys to Men. Was a, it was all acapella, and yeah. I was really, I really loved that song until I listened to it, you know, one too many times. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, like it's almost like you listen to that, that, that like aesthetic. It's it's great. Yeah, so like, um, I feel like when you listen to like, say this new song came out recently, so. Speaking of like new songs, I'm going off on a tangent off of what I was gonna say. NF, if mm-hmm. you guys don't know who NF is, he's like a clean oh, yeah. rapper. He does clean rapping, which means no swears, obviously, mm-hmm. no explicit stuff. He just came out with a new album a couple weeks ago, a week or two ago. Yeah, it's a mixtape, yeah. and it's like a whole interlude. It's yeah. like mm-hmm. amazing. I've been listening to it yeah. on my way home from school today, and it was just, yes. Yeah, I mean, if we can, if we can talk about NF for a second, um, he Go ahead. he was uh, the first 
person or first first concert that I ever went to. I went to an NF yeah. concert in Vancouver. And I'm going to be completely honest, my opinions on him have changed because mm-hmm. I wasn't as seasoned of a person in terms of experiencing music as I am now back then. Um and not saying like you know, I mean NF is diff is uh, he's built different. Like but <laughs> he's built different, yeah. He his flows I mean, there's a there's a particular song that that stands out to me on that album, or that mixtape story, a uh, story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's detailing um, a corner store robbery. Oh yeah. In very mm. very fine detail, and I have never heard a rapper do that other than maybe Eminem, which is kind of giving me vibes of like maybe influence mm-hmm. is worn on his sleeve, yeah. but that's okay. And yeah. then he has other songs with Tech Nine. I'm I'm not the biggest fan of um, NF singing, but no, I, when no. he does come in with like some bars that are truly, you know, I mean, there he's unique, right? Yeah. I mean, there's not many. Yeah, like there's not many clean artists. He, yeah, yeah, like going back to his um, therapy session album mm-hmm. and his mansion album when he has uh, How Could You Leave Us. Like, when he has that yeah. rap part, and then he jumps into his singing on the chorus, I thought that yeah. that was such a, like, good transition from his, mm-hmm. like, he's feeling the pain, and then he's transitioned into, like, a singing or, like, soft-speaking verse. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, like, that contrast in between the two, like, different subjects. And I just yeah. thought, like, NF is really good for doing stuff like that like that's one of his like main things when he's writing and rapping Mm -hmm. and singing yeah is that he can take subjects put them into rap Mm -hmm. and also make a contrast of the rap into a like singing part i yeah i can i can appreciate an nf um Although I think there's an extent, like I think I, I can get sicker of his music than I can some different artists yeah. because although he does have a lot of variety, the variety isn't as, um, you know, extensive because of the way that he's built. I mean, he's an independent brand, right? Yeah. He's not signed mm-hmm. to any label. So he dis- he, he distributes all of his own music. Yeah, which is crazy. And he mm-hmm. has one producer. Like that's literally all that's that he insane. does. Yeah. Yeah. And um, also oh, shout sorry. out to Tommy Prophet. Yeah, sorry. Uh Tommy Prophet is NF's producer and he makes some of the best you know, best beats I have heard in a long time yeah. in terms of mixing um mm-hmm. genres of orchestral and rap at the same time because there's like string sections and you know, there's entire percussive elements in songs that you know, I didn't even know it could exist in a rap song for that matter. But anyways, sorry for interrupting, Lucas. You go ahead. Um, the last uh, album, or I guess the last few albums that came out in the last five years. Oh yes. I, when we were speaking about how people listen to something that makes them seem smart, <laughs> whereas mm-hmm. this is totally not the case with me, but I I have to talk about Jacob Collier. No, we were literally just talking about him yesterday. We have a whole episode okay. like dedicated. Uh, yeah, I have to. Uh, yeah, we have to continue to on the topic. <laughs> um. Yes, we have to continue on the topic. Um, the way that he started out was just the most like minimalistic setup. Like it's just his computer and like a Shure SM57 yeah. microphone. Yeah. And then 
whenever, whenever he released uh, "In My Room," whatever it was, four years after, yeah, in yeah. 2016, he won two Grammys off of that album. Crazy, yeah. and then <laughs> I just can't believe that. Four years after that, he won two Grammys off of Jesse Volume One and Two, mm-hmm. and then this year he he won a Grammy, which is his first one off of a song that he wrote. Um, he won a Grammy off of Jesse Volume Three, which is, yeah. it's just, you, you have to be that talented to yeah, get for sure. that far. And Jacob is is very talented. I'm very excited. Yeah, I mean, and, where can I come across this? Yeah, like or yeah, because I'm. Uh, he did a um, song association video for, um, can't remember what YouTube channel it was, and yeah, for a YouTube yeah, channel and um. They were talking about how he released Jesse Volume 1 and 2. Like, they were pretty close together, I believe. Like, only about, like, a year, six months apart. A year, yeah. yeah. And then six he's months, like, maybe. he, he yeah. released Jesse Volume 3 not too long ago. Like, six months, seven months, mm-hmm. not even. Yeah. Uh, it was summer 2020. Yeah. yeah. And now he's thinking about potentially releasing Jesse Volume 4, which is to come, right? Well, the thing is with Volume Four is that there are like a hundred different demos, and he has to choose like twenty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got like so well, many mean, things. He, could, he mm-hmm. could make like at least twenty more volumes of just Jesse. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, he's. I mean, I'd like to pull some attention specifically to Moon River. I heard mm-hmm. that song. Moon River. Like it's a cover, but it's I've, yeah. I've I heard that song by Jacob Collier for the first time the other day, and that like mm-hmm. that's insane. How many vocal layers is that? Like I peeped the Logic session session to that on the live stream he did how many years ago. I didn't yeah. even listen to the song because I was yeah. so afraid to listen to it because of how how many tracks he had lined up in the Logic session. Like no, it was it's a beautiful <laughs> arrangement. Yeah, yeah. It, it's funny because he spends like the first like two minutes and i swear he like doesn't really do anything other like like a tiny bit of like piano and other instruments come in and then and then finally after it we get the vocals and it just like sounds Mm -hmm. so good (laughs) and we're actually he just does like like the the moons from all the different people and then he gets into yeah all of the floating heads. And then he... <laughs> All the like, floating heads. We're doing a version of Moon River in... Well, Lucas and I, because we were both in vocal jazz at our school, we're doing mm-hmm. a, a yeah. version of Moon River, which we're actually recording very soon. I'm very excited for that. And yeah. we were working on, like, um, tonality and, like, words, word pronunciation because it's different in vocal jazz than it is yeah. in, like, a normal choir. It's different in chamber choir yeah because yeah. we're also in chamber choir you have to the requirement to be in vocal jazz is you also have to do chamber choir which is really good because mm-hmm. it shows that you're like dedicated to do the morning and the afternoon and able to like and just you you're just like a super like everyone in there is super nice and honestly i'd i have no like I just love all of those groups, even like jazz yeah. bands and stuff like that. They're just so amazing. And our director puts in a um, puts in a shift to make sure that we are staying on track. Mm-hmm. And she puts in so yeah. much, uh, so much effort. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think she gets enough commitment for how much time she no. puts in. 
whatever she's getting paid, it's not enough. Yeah, yeah. that's that's. <laughs> I, agree. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Now, I'd like to um pull back again, only because yeah, I really just want to uh, keep this at least a little bit tight knit. Um. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Lucas. Since we are, <laughs> so, I mean, we went on a rant about Jacob Collier and stuff, uh, which was along the lines, but. Um, I was wondering, uh, not in terms of albums others have made, but albums that, or projects that you have coming up, um, what kind of projects do you have, you know, coming out, or some, things that you, you plan to do in the future, anything, anything remote that you plan on doing with, uh, your music? Ooh, um, well, for projects that I have coming out, I'm not much in particular, I mean, I want to put out an, an album, in the near future possibly cool. yeah uh i am i'm working on in logic every day on my music and and stuff like that i i can't uh, stop the grind the grind <laughs> never stops 100 um uh yeah i'd love to put out an album i'd love to um to play my music again covid has really messed up yeah. the whole live uh music scene and i would love to um to get back out there yeah because you you were supposed uh, to do um like busking out in city park right oh uh that's still happening with COVID. it's just like different gigs like okanagan's got talent got postponed which is like america's got talent but with okanagan yeah. material um that got postponed again to june 6th so hopefully that's the the final date so I need to start working on that. Yeah. Um, but not much in particular. I haven't really thought about what I want to do with my music. If if it does, um, you know, if it does somehow like blow up or go yeah. viral or whatever, I don't know what I want to do with it. Yeah. Um. Well, that's good to hear. Cause honestly, if you weren't making an album anytime soon, I would kind of cry. Yeah. yeah, you'd like. I would freak out, dude. Would you have so much potential; it's insane. Oh, uh, thank you. I would. Yeah. You'd get a hundred thousand streams only from me. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Because I just be like, man. I mean, it's like there there are few that compare to like your passion. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. your passion alone is unmatched by many. Yeah. Which is, uh, you know, it's, it's impressive. And oh. I mean, that's the main reason we, we wanted you on here was, you know, everybody has a passion for, for music on here, but yours especially is inspiring for sure. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, now Charlie, should I ask him this next question or should we skip over? You have to skip over. So we, we have a question for you, but it's going to come closer to the end of this because it's, it's, uh. Okay. It's very yeah. important, and it, and you have to give a really detailed answer to it. Okay, mm -hmm. okay, so sounds good. I'm not going to tell yeah. you the question just to make your answer no. even harder to think. Okay, so mm -hmm. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna move on, and we're gonna talk about synesthesia. Now, does anyone? Do you guys know what synesthesia is? Like the the ground base I of it? I do. Cohen. Yeah. Uh, I was explained about 30 minutes before the podcast started, so yes. <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah. synesthesia is the ability to hear 
and see actually colors. Mm-hmm. So, for example, uh, let's say we're listening to Moon River. Yeah? Jacob yeah. Collier. Very cool. Love that guy. Mm-hmm. Very cool. For people who don't like Jacob Collier, I am so sorry. Sorry, You're this is not a, doing yourself a bad favors. analogy. For yeah, you. this is a really bad analogy. <laughs> so, in his Moon River, it's kind of like peaceful, right? So, like, my, my color for peaceful, because I, I actually have synesthesia. Um, is, like, gray and, like, a really, really light blue. Like, almost like the ocean, Mm -hmm. but a bit lighter, right? Yeah. 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 I have a question. Yeah, of course. Because this is as much of a learning experience as it is for me as it is, you know... For everyone else. For the listeners. Um, Can different people hear different colors? Yes. Okay. Because if... That is true, and for some reason I have synesthesia, and I didn't know it. I'm here in like a light green, yeah, and maybe like a hint of red. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, synesthesia is different for everyone who has synesthesia. Like some colors will stand out more than others for different different people, right? So. Um, like my dad actually has synesthesia as well, and he sees more of the green colors and the grays as well. So like when he's when my dad and I are listening to Claire de Lune by Debussy, I'm in the void again. Um, we're um, I'm seeing like blues and grays, and my dad is seeing like greens, but like luscious greens, like dark greens. And when it gets to that really intense part in the song. Like it, or in the mm-hmm. piece, sorry, all the all you classical musicians will call it a piece. You know, I'm I'm trying to be okay. modern, but you know, song piece, yeah, proper way is piece. Um, we like I'm seeing the blues, he's seeing the greens. Like it's different for everyone. Yeah, I mean, synesthesia. It's it sounds like I mean I was about to pretend like I knew exactly what I was talking about, but I'm gonna be completely honest. I have no idea. Yeah. And, I mean, it's an abstract topic quite, I mean, figuratively and literally. You're not forming shapes, but it seems as if, like, I mean, it's hearing colors, so. Yeah. Like, how do, how do you even express what that is? Because it's, it's not really explainable. Like, there's the definition. Yeah, so. But it's like, it's like explaining <laughs> how um, we feel things. Yeah. Like, yes, we are built up uh, with electrons that transmit, you know, how we feel to our brains and then that our brain expresses it and then that's how we, you know, feel things. Yeah. At least I believe that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. But how, how does this work? Yeah, so, um, like I said, it's different for everyone and um, the way that it works is, like, for something that... and. Like I said, it really depends on the person. So when when mm-hmm. you're when I'm listening to something and it's like mm-hmm. really intense, I'm like, that sounds orange. Or that sounds red. Because huh. it's like the more intense colors, right? Yeah. Like you see yeah, and hear colors. So like if you were to close your eyes and you would like see like red or you'd see like orange in this really intense part of a piece or like even like really emotional um 
And then when you're listening to like, just like piano, peaceful piano instrumental, and you're like, well, that to me, cause there's some really, really nice like chords in there that like kind of clash together. That's kind of like mm-hmm. a blue, like a really like dark blue or a like, yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that sounds kind of orange, but um, yeah. So, something along the lines I'm of that. I'm still getting green. Maybe it, all I hear is just green. Maybe I'm Maybe. just colorblind synesthetic. But yeah. Hearing the different colors, like, it's... And then when our teacher, like, talks about, like, after we listen to, like, a listening example. I'm sure you guys have done that. And mm-hmm. I don't know if, uh, if she said this or not, but she would say, What color did you hear? Ooh, that's a good, um... Yeah. Yeah. And then I I mean I feel I like that's be- that's a good way for her to or him to single out the the kids who have synesthesia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess. Or to so. help them to help them like understand that they're special and in a good way and like <laughs> they can Yes. They can get they, yeah, in a good way. They can get more uh more feeling out of a, a piece of music. Mm-hmm. That's um Mhm. I feel like our teacher just kind of, like, uses subliminals to an extent just to figure out whether or not we can sing. Like, people in jazz band who are, um, not wanting to sing in choir. Let's just put it that way. Um, I feel like that mm-hmm. they have yeah. the voice for it. For sure. Yeah. And that they should... Ye- what? I... Well, here's... I feel like... I feel attacked. No, our teacher has gotten trying to get so like she has gotten so attached to me joining choir and I'm not a part of it. Maybe. I mean, it's entirely because of my insecurities. I'm going to be completely honest because I don't know if I can sing because all I hear is me. Nobody else hears me. I have to. um, I think what we should do is we should have a little session. Yeah, maybe sure. one time, and we should totally just test your voice and see how it is. And uh, I mean, I I believe that any voice can join a choir. It just takes practice, right? So practice makes permanence. Yes, as we were talking about in the last episode, we said exactly. practice doesn't make perfect; it makes permanence. What do you mean by so, that? So I don't like using the word perfect because. Perfect is just like, there's no, I don't believe that there is such thing as perfect. So Mm -hmm. I like to say practice makes permanence, which means if you practice it enough, then it'll be stuck in your head and that you'll be able to like pick it up again in like 10 years time and you'll slowly get the hang of it again. Yeah. So that's why I like to say permanence instead of perfect. Yeah. Because we are generally Mm -hmm. just talking about how perfect is extremely unachievable. Except for maybe perfect yeah, the, pitch, which is an adjective. Yes. Of mm-hmm. it's pitch. an adjective. It's just it's not perfect. It's just uh, it's permanence. I remember what exactly. the note uh, sounds yes. like. Yes. Like permanent. It's pitch. it's with the uh, Charlie told me that you guys talked about perfect pitch on the last episode. Yes. I'm not entirely okay. Um, with perfect pitch, it's like. Like I see this uh this mic clip that I have on uh you guys can't see it it's pink, and you guys can see the mic clip and it's like oh that mic clip is pink, and it's the same thing with like I can remember uh this note 
and that's a, a C. Well, I guess it's it's C half sharp. I I tuned my piano fifty cents sharp. But, uh, it would be a C. <laughs> I tuned it in memory of Jacob Collier. He didn't die. I just really like him, <laughs> so I'll tune it back. Um, <laughs> in memory, in current memory. Okay, this is a C. This is oh, I remember. You. This is a C. Uh, some people will uh they have this thing called like. Did you touch on quasi perfect pitch at all? Uh, like, do you mean like relative pitch? No, like it's totally different. It's not like true pitch or relative pitch. It's like you remember the notes because you associate that with a certain song. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, if I were to play this note, that's a G. That's a G. But some people would be like, "Oh, that's a G," because I know. When I was yeah, it's uh, welcome to my black <laughs> yeah. parade, and people will will be like, "That's a." There was a video that I watched, um, from, do you know Boy in a Band? Yep. Yeah. Uh, he did a, like a who's the best musician test with with a his friends like Andrew Huang, Rumi Official, oh, yeah. and Rob Scallon, and one of the tests was a, a pitch recognition test. Oh jeez. And, two of the musicians didn't do well andrew got every question right <laughs> and um <laughs> uh dave they played him a g first and he was like oh that's welcome to my black parade by uh <laughs> mcr and then he was able to get like a a really good score because yeah. he remembered that that's the the note that it starts i like on. to call yeah. that note the note that triggers everyone what just g, g? because they think of Welcome yeah. to the Black Parade by MCR, and it's mm-hmm. like that G song a... where <laughs> when you start to play it, everyone just like almost starts crying. <laughs> the G, the G chord makes everybody cry. No, just just the note because it 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 triggers like that memory, right? Or, Lucas, yeah, like the, the memory of like that song and how it's like so iconic, and people who are like big MCR fans are like, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That is what uh, I mean. Yeah. MCR fans. That's a whole separate topic. My Chemical mm-hmm. Romance is such a... Oh, man. I mean, there's like... They're a, they're a good band, but someone they're following can get kind of toxic. At least that's what yeah. I've... That's what I... I mean, that's for almost every artist. But mm-hmm. it just seems that with My Chemical Romance, it just is more... Um, prevalent is is that yeah. the right word to use? I've used that. That's word a good word. Once yeah. already. Yeah. They're more um, toxic than the others. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Now, Lucas, I have one more question for you. Mm-hmm. Um. Can you demonstrate perfect pitch? <laughs> perfect pitch. Okay. That is the last question. I know. So... We're kidding. We're kidding. We do not need this. I was completely <laughs> okay. joking. I know you. Everybody gets annoyed with perfect pitch when somebody asks. Oh, I don't get annoyed. It's a cool party trick. <laughs> oh, all right. I mean, you can if you want to. Uh, it doesn't matter. You you guys have suffered for me long enough. That's no. It's quite the opposite. <laughs> okay. Uh, like I literally have it. I, I mean, the the listeners at home can't uh, see this, but I literally have it in the Google Doc. I don't know if you can see this. It says, it says joking. <laughs> It's in brackets. Joking. joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in brackets. I see that. I see that. Yeah. 
So in um, brackets. Yeah. You don't have to you don't have to demonstrate it if you want. Okay, but... alright, good. I don't want to <laughs> <laughs> Alright. <laughs> yeah. That's why we were joking, because I like I'm pretty sure we've talked in private about like Bro, I mean, Charlie I he... has perfect pitch. He I know, that was the <laughs> yeah. whole joke, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, it, if I mean, anything, I have to be the one to demonstrate it and not let our special guests just demonstrate it for us when I already have. Yeah, exactly. I'd be I'd be more than happy to demonstrate it. I'm just like, lol, you got two perfect pitch people <laughs> yeah. in a room. This is yeah. like one in... Picking the person it, that we have This is like one in ten million. It's so weird how both of us have perfect pitch and we're both the mm -hmm. same voice in a choir. We both sing tenor. We're, we're like the yeah the two like i don't know i think there's a couple people that have relative pitch or maybe perfect pitch in our choir as well but like i mean if noah was still in the choir noah has like really really good relative pitch yeah. like almost perfect but yeah. like <laughs> who like the two like two people that have perfect pitch and they're both tenors that just blows my mind <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah i'm just here i'm the i feel so left out I'm I'm the odd man out right here. It's fine. Oh, sorry. Cohen. I don't even know what pitch I have. I know I definitely don't have perfect pitch, but you could have it's... relative. You should do some ear training. Yeah, do ear training. Maybe. Well, on that topic, after that that really funny joke, uh, Lucas, thank you for joining our podcast for for a hot minute there and just talking oh, with of us. Of course, yeah. it, was it was a pleasure. It was a blast. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much for inviting yeah. me. I didn't. Of course, we'd love to have expect... you on again, talking about you know some more musical topics. Of course, so mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, just let us, you know, let us know, let us know, because I mean, we have more free time than ever, at least right now, comparatively yeah. to maybe a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, thanks for coming on this podcast. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Um, man. and thank you well, to thank you everybody so much for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, and thank you to everybody that was listening. Um, since we are recording this, uh, just a day after we started this podcast, cause we record all episodes in advance. Um, we are still extremely thankful, um, cause we are recording this on a Tuesday and, um, I realized that we ended up having, I think last time I checked, we had 37 downloads. What? Um, wow. which is insane. It's only gonna go up from here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that is that is an that is a, you know an explosion of a start for a podcast, and we appreciate mm -hmm. every single one of you. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you for uh, coming on, and um, you know, hopefully you'll uh, listen to us next time. Yeah. I'll see you guys. Not see you, but you know, you'll hear us. You'll hear us later. Bye, guys. Yeah. See you later. <laughs>